You're listening to the Rod Langway Fan Club. Welcome, everybody, to the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Roman. I'm with Mr. Mark Chechnita. Hey, everybody. And we are meeting John at the body shop. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Actually, I, I've been meaning to get some new fancy soaps for my bathroom. I don't think he meant that one, though, Marky. Well, you said the body shop. Well, let's see what we got here. Where's the, There's the door. Oh, this is a body shop. This is not opening for me. Well, hey, step aside. Step, Jeff, it's a sliding door. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Hey, it's pretty cool in here. It's huge, man. Wow, they got a lot of docks in here. It's dusty. Ooh. I brought my special where's, where's uh, John? mask. John! Hello! Hey, boys. Hey, what How are you, you doing, doing down there? Dude, I almost stepped on your face. <laughs> yeah, just Look. working, doing a little work on the car, the undercarriage here. Looking really sharp in those coveralls. Yeah, yeah, sweet. You like the you like the coveralls, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you are looking pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah they fit pretty well, don't Who's they? Who's Randy, though? It says Randy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy. It's just coveralls, man. Just coveralls. Are we allowed Random to be person. here, dude? Sure, sure, sure. I just wanted to show you guys a couple cars. Um, yeah, thought we could look at some cars and uh, maybe talk some shop. Thought we are doing it in the studio. Well, we can do it here. I mean, the studio, man, the prices have gone up quite a lot for studio time, man. So I think we could save some money. We could just do part of the show here. I guess. Okay. Uh, well, let's get this show on the road. Well, how about this car I was just working on right here? What do you this convertible? What do you guys think? Jeez, I don't know. It looks uh, like it used to be good. Kind of yeah. beat up now. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What, what's, hey, is that your cat in the driver's seat? Yeah, yeah, he's curled <laughs> up there. You brought your cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he might like to hang out here, yeah. Jeez, he does like this car. Yeah, he's a big fan of this car, big Maybe fan. a few mice running around he could chase down, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does your cat have a team? Well, the Florida Panthers, of course. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's got to be pretty disappointed. Here we are at the halfway mark, and the Panthers are outside of the playoffs. This team won the President's Trophy last year. What's going on with this team? Yeah, well, you know, they made some big changes in the offseason. They jettisoned their leading scorer, Jonathan Huberto, and uh, Matthew Kachuk has been playing well, but I don't know, it's just not clicking for them, especially on the power play. Yeah, it's pretty strange for a team to have such a dramatic overhaul after they had so much success last year. Um, weird that they fired their coach, Andrew Brunette, and uh, brought in Paul Maurice, and I don't know if that was the, the right choice. I mean, Brunette had so much success. What's, what's the deal with that? And they just have not been getting the goaltending this season. The $10 million man, Sergei Bobrovsky, hasn't been doing it. And Knight's been okay, but I don't know. I just don't think he's ready for it yet. Yeah, going into the season, you had to figure that would be a point of strength. On paper, one of the best goaltending duos in the league. But they've been just kind of average. And the Florida Panthers are going to need more than average to get back into the playoff race. Yeah, do you guys think they can do it? Can this team make the playoffs? It's going to be tough. I I don't know. I'm starting to say no. Earlier in the year, I was thinking, okay, they'll turn it around, but they're really playing with fire now. Yeah, they've got a few good teams that are in front of them that are also fighting for a spot. You know, look at the Buffalo Sabres, Pittsburgh Penguins. They're going to have to climb over them to get in. I don't know. Yeah, I think this team might be a (laughs) write-off. Yeah, it's going to be disappointing for the kitty, eh? What other cars you got here, Johnny? Oh, we'll take a look at this one. This one's hilarious. Just over here. Check it out. Check it okay. out. Okay. This yeah. one looks pretty good. I yeah, like the look cool. of this car. It's kind of red. I like this color, but, but... It looks pretty average to me. Well, check it. Just wait, 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 wait. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. so awesome. Yeah, Brass Bonanza. Yeah, I installed that myself. Do you uh, think he wanted it? 
no, uh, not necessarily. I mean, it was You're pretty a hockey ex- fan, or uh, no? Well, he's an orthodontist, but uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, Taiwanese orthodontist guy. Um, it was pretty expensive too, but I'm sure he'll. It's cute, right? Well, maybe well, he's I a, like it. Maybe he's a fan of the uh, Hartford Whalers or the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, well, they're they're humming engines purring like a kitten these days. Yes, the Hurricanes. What an excellent uh, second quarter they've had, yeah? Yeah, and you know, it's funny. You look at up and down the lineup, and they don't have a single guy who is over a point per game, but it's just kind of been a scoring-by-committee setup. And, I mean, if I told you who or asked you who their leading scorer was, I'll give you guys some guesses. Who's leading them right now? Oh, I don't know. I, I would guess, like, probably Aho or Svechnikov. Yeah, of course. Those are your top two guesses, right? It's actually Martin Natchez. Right. And they needed him to step up this year after disappointing sophomore season. He's been excellent. And Tara Vinan's been a bit quiet. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pacing a 40-point season at this point. So that's the thing. And they've just got Max Pacioretty back. So that's think, huge. Yeah, so a lot more fuel in the tank for the second half, I think. And their Wiley Vets are pitching in with Stahl and Stastny. Sure, yeah, yeah. Just what you want from those guys. Uh, Rod the Bod, though, he seems to get the team on the same page. He's always a great coach. And he really turned them around. Like, the, the first quarter, they weren't looking so hot, but uh, they went on that huge winning streak, and now they're firmly in a playoff position. And it seems like this team can do no wrong in net. Yeah, well, you know, they had to overcome the loss of Freddie Anderson pretty early on, and uh, it's just kind of been goaltending by committee. They've had Antti Ranta, who had back-to-back shutouts not so long ago, and then uh, this rookie, uh, Kochenkov, has been excellent starting on a tear. I think he's 10-3. and Yeah, what are they going to do when Anderson comes back? Well, it's not a bad problem to have. I mean, they have a plethora of choice there. Yeah, with all of the injured players coming back and some underperforming guys who are probably going to pick it up in the second half, I feel like this team has got another gear and they could make a deep playoff run. So, check out this blue and white car just over here. I don't know, that's a rather modest-looking vehicle, Mr. Snowden. Doesn't look like much. Yeah, but check out Under the Hood. Whoa! Yeah. That is a crazy engine. Is that a jet engine? It's, a, it's kind of a modified jet engine. Holy yeah. schmoly. Sweet, eh? This thing will fly. Yeah. Well, how about the Winnipeg Jets? They're really flying, eh? Holy man, yeah. I, I was worried about them coming into the season. You know, there was a lot of talk about locker room issues, and then they lose Nick Ehlers two games into the season, but they've been on a pretty good tear recently, and it looks like they're going to make a playoff run here. Sometimes it's all about the driver. And uh, Rick Bonus has been doing an excellent job behind the bench there. Yeah, a lot of people were concerned about uh, the transition, but he's really got them playing excellent team defense, which is something, you know, they always struggled with under Paul Maurice. So that's been a huge thing. And talking about defense, I mean, Josh Morrissey, he's been amazing. He has been. And how about their centers? Yeah, well, you know, having a one-two punch of Mark Shifley and Pierre-Luc Dubois, who's really come into his own this season, he's pacing nearly a 40-goal season. If they can keep getting that kind of one-two punch up the middle with the talented wingers that they have, they're going to be really tough to stop. You can't just shut down one line on that team. They're pretty deep. Yeah, and I mean, Hellebuck is back to uh, Vesna form, so that is excellent. I mean, you know, watch out for this team. They could challenge to be first in that division. I heard rumblings about bringing hometown boy Jonathan Taze back for a playoff run, maybe. That would be uh, great. Oh, hey, there's your cat, John. It's following us around. That's adorable. Yep, a couple more cars I want to show you here, boys. Uh, check out this one. It needs a little work, I think. But... I would say this one needs more than a little work here. Let's see if we can get it started, see what, it, see what it's got yeah. going. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah I think that engine's got some problems. Oh, here we go, here we go. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's got a decent uh, stereo system. Oh, yeah? Crank it up. Yeah. Tell me how. Hey, this dude loves the blues. Yeah. 
Well, they've been singing a lot of blues in St. Louis this year. It's been a really tough season. Yeah, it has been for Craig Berube and the guys, man. They can't seem to keep the puck out of their net. No, it's been a rough go defensively, and uh, I think between the pipes, Mr. Jordan Binnington, they went all in on him, and that has not paid off. Yeah, he's been awful. He's just sinking my fantasy team. <laughs> I kind of want to take a sledgehammer to this car when I think about it. Whoa, whoa, come whoa, whoa, whoa hang come on. on. Let's Before we get rash, yeah. you think this team still has a chance. Let's not forget about the St. Louis Blues magical run, winning the Stanley Cup after a really bad start not so long ago. Yeah, if there's one team that can turn it around, it, it could be them. Uh, but what are some of the other problems these guys are, are, are facing? Well, injuries is one of them. I mean, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be out for the next four to six weeks here. Uh, they also lost Vladimir Tarasenko. Tori Krug is now out yeah, as well. Tori Krug's week to week as well. So, I mean, these are big contributors on a team that's been struggling to score. I think they really miss not having a good backup goaltender. For sure. I mean, it was a little strange moving on from Huso like they did. Um, I think a lot of people thought he was actually maybe the number one. Um, so, yeah, they've definitely struggled to keep the puck out of the net. Cairo and Thomas have been pretty good, though. Yeah, after a slow start, they are definitely uh, back in form, but I just think that there are too many teams they're going to have to pass. I feel like they might have to strip this one down for parts at the trade deadline. They got some guys who are going to be UFAs, and I think it might be time to move along. Yeah, I mean, are they going to rebuild or what? Or Jeff, retool. What are, you what are you doing, bud? Well, I think I might just give Jeff, it one. Can I just give it one? No, whack? put the thing down. Come on, man. Quiet. Let's take out the taillight. Quiet, man. Here we go. Picture Come on. Jordan no, Bennington. Man. Whoa, dude. that was sorry, dude. That was a little louder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, uh, can I have a can I have a try at that? Whoa, 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 no, 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 not here, give, man. Give no, 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 no. One, one swing, John. Guys, <laughs> oh, oh, nice one, Marky. Guys, guys, it is cool. We're here, right? I just don't want any trouble, man. You said you're gonna we're gonna strip this one down for parts anyway, right? I mean, it's kind of a write off. Yeah. Well, how about we just move on to the next car? We got. All I think right. one, one more. I want to show you guys. Just one. Hey, more. check okay. out this one. This one looks like a pretty sweet ride. Is this a Lexus? Uh, no, it's the Taiwanese Lexus. Uh, it's a Lux Gen. Oh, it's a Lux Gen. Yeah, yeah you okay. see these around, right? It does right? look pretty nice from afar. Yeah, yeah, they got that sort of luxury feel, but uh, I hear they don't have the best mileage. Oh, a car that won't get you very far. Sounds like the Toronto Maple Leafs, hey, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, come on. They've had an excellent first half. Oh, well, yeah, sure. They're, they're always good early on in the season. It's time for them to inspire hope before inevitably breaking your heart come spring. That's true, man. Well, they've been putting the pedal to the metal, though, right? Nylander and uh, Matthews and Marner have been excellent. They sure have. And they're getting some pretty decent uh, depth contributions. Uh, Bunting has been quite good. How about that blue line? Well, all of the injuries that they've had to overcome, it's ridiculous, actually. Maybe a blessing in disguise as some guys have gotten some reps, built some confidence, and now they're starting to get healthy and Riley's back. Whoop! Whoa, the car's going up. What is going on? That's on the control panel. Where is it? (laughs) Oh, no. Hey, hey. Good job, Kitty. Get away. Get away. Man, okay. One of the things that I'm really impressed with with the Toronto Maple Leafs is how it's just next man up philosophy on the blue line. Like, even uh, Justin Hall has been doing pretty well. Lilligren's been okay. Sandine uh, was pretty good there. Yeah, and Connor Timmins filled in nicely with yeah. some of those injuries. So I think that's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, no, having depth as you get closer to the playoffs is very important for a blue line. So that is an encouraging sign. Also encouraging, the goaltending has been a lot more stable than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, Samsonov has been great. And Matt Murray's been pretty good, too. I mean, it, it, it's a team where it's just everything seems to be clicking at the moment. Right? Yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe a little tune-up, some fresh tires. It could be pedal to the metal for the Leafs come playoff time. Uh, we've, we've said that before, though. Uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, I guess. Uh, yeah. 
Jeff, been? Do, you, do you have the belief flowing through you? Oh, as a Leaf fan, I've been scarred too many times. Yeah, mm. sure. Okay, well. What looks oh. like the cat's back. Oh, man! What's going up? Okay, okay, run, oh, no. run, oh, run, no. run, 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 And we are back, back in the studio. I'm with Mr. Mark Chechnita. Howdy. And John Snowden. Hello. And John's cat. <laughs> that was In the Garage by Weezer from their 1994 album, the Blue Classic Album. Classic album. I've Blue got it album. on cassette tape somewhere in my parents' basement, I think. Jeez, John, I hope your cat has insurance. What do you mean? That didn't sound good, very, very good back there. Yeah, did anybody see us, do you think? Jeez, I hope not. <laughs> it's well, a little touch and go. I can't believe we're here at the mid-season. This season has really flown by. It sure has, yeah. And it's been fantastic, right? The goals are up this year again. Yeah, I feel like this is the same conversation we have every year. I feel like sky's the limit. And it's mid-season, which means it's time, boys, to hand out some mustaches. You know, I was referring to the mustache, the old soup strainer. An awfully big mustache. How much has that hair seen in the months that it's been on my face? This is what a real mustache looks like. Love that one, John. Yes, yes. Here we are, though. It is that time of year. Um, what are we starting with? Well, we should kind of hurry up here, guys. I actually have a wedding to go to later on today. What? Yeah. A wedding? A, a wedding, yeah. I'm supposed to MC a bit too, so oh, <laughs> keep really? her going here. Yeah. Okay. So we're kind of on the clock here. Oh, Getting man. paid for that or? No. Well, with beer. <laughs> okay. okay, sure. Well, that's where your money goes anyway. So. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, let's get to it. Okay. We have to start with the Peach Fuzz Award, which of course goes to the best rookie and a uh, bit of an underwhelming class this year. Uh, Jeff, who do you have as your front runner? Well, you know, I love the goaltenders, right? Um, for me, I would have to say that, um, Logan Thompson with the Vegas Golden Knights, there's so many questions going into the season and he's been really, really good for them. Yeah. He's third in wins, I believe in the whole NHL. So for a a goalie to shoulder that burden and really come through as successful as he has. So, you know, something, something special, but he's not the only rookie goaltender. Yeah. Well, uh, Carolina has had some problems in the crease with an injury to Freddie Anderson, but this Kochekov kid they have has come in and been a real solidifying force. He's even earned himself a new contract, so it looks like they have high hopes for him not just this season, but into the future as well. Uh, he's 10-3 and three so far, playing pretty solid. A very good team in front of him, but still, this is, this is encouraging. And how about the forwards for this uh, rookie class? 
Well, I think uh, top in the list, we, we'd have to look at Matty Beneers. Yes. Yeah, for, for the Seattle Kraken. I mean, he was the second overall pick in 2021. Um, and he's really stepped into some big shoes. He's playing a pretty prominent role at center, which is often a difficult position for young players to adjust to. But I think he's done pretty well. Um, he's scoring at a decent pace. Uh, his plus minus is not too bad. And he's, you know, winning faceoffs and doing all the things that a centerman needs to do. Bit of a shame that that uh, kid in Arizona got hurt. He was looking really good. Oh, you must be referring to Matthias Michelli. He was at one point the leading rookie scorer. Unfortunately, he has been injured. It looks like he might not be back this year. So that's a tough break. And how about some of the blue liners this year? Well, I think the big standout on the blue line has got to be Kalen Addison in Minnesota. Uh, He has taken over the job of power play quarterback. And he's pacing for a pretty good season here. He's at 21 points through 37 games. It's always tough breaking into the NHL as a defenseman. So uh, I think that if he can keep this up, he's in the conversation as well. Yeah, he definitely seems to have a bit of an offensive flair. And that's something the, the Minnesota Wild have not had in a long time. So that could be a good piece for them. And the mustache goes to... Logan Thompson. Yeah, congratulations, Logan. Uh, Hopefully that grows in a little thicker in the years to come. Hopefully this is just the beginning of Logan's run. Well, going from the peach fuzz, I say we swing all the way to the other side of the spectrum and let's go to what we call the Paul McLean Award for uh, the Walrus Stash. He did have a good stash. Yeah, this is for best coach. A lot of great candidates this season. In my mind, guys, the front runner has to be Jim Montgomery. Uh, the coach of the Boston Bruins. You know, it's such a shame when he left Dallas under those circumstances for him to step into Boston. And this team has just been killing it at the halfway mark. They're unbeatable at home. Well, people were talking about Boston maybe in, in being in danger of missing the playoffs this year. A lot of injured players, lo- just a lot of question marks. And wow, he got that team playing right off the bat and they haven't looked back. They are by far the best team in the league and he's got to take a lot of that credit. Yes, absolutely. Uh, any other candidates, uh, Mark? Who else are you thinking? Well, uh, you guys know I'm pretty big on the Dallas Stars and they are off and running this year and I think that we have to give some credit to Pete DeBoer. Now, I know in the past things have not gone well for him in other jobs uh, but I think that the reason why Dallas has been so dynamic this year is the the style they're playing. Uh, they're getting offensive contributions from everywhere defensemen are activating, providing that extra layer. Uh, I just think that they're a solid team defensively as well. They don't give up a lot. I I think they're solid and they're built for a long playoff run. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the Boston Bruins' former coach, Bruce Cassidy, has really got the Vegas Golden Knights playing super well. Yeah, This is a team that missed the playoffs last year. Uh, Tons of questions surrounding Jack Eichel and the state of the goaltending there. And, uh, well, they have just answered all of those questions. And I think we have to um, give a lot of credit to Bruce Cassidy and the coaching job he's done there. I know normally we go with three candidates, but I've got a bonus name for you. A bonus? Okay. Who? Rick Bonus. Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely, yeah. Who just, by the way, got to 2,600 games behind an NHL bench, which is a remarkable number. That's incredible. Uh, The only thing more remarkable than that is the start by the Winnipeg Jets this season. There were so many questions in Winnipeg about discord in the locker room, and this team is playing great. And I really think that a big part of this is Rick Bonus getting the guys together, getting everybody on the same page. You can tell in the way they play defense. They all come back and protect the net. And that creates offense. And they're firing on all cylinders right now. So the wily old veteran, Rick Bonus, I think he's he's got to be in the conversation. And isn't it kind of weird the way that all these coaches are sort of linked? Yeah, it's nutty. So you think about it. Rick Bonus last year coached the Dallas Stars, and now he's in Winnipeg. Yeah, and this season, uh, Pete DeBoer is in Dallas, and last year he was uh, coach of the Las Vegas Golden Knights. 
And then this year in Vegas, um, they have Bruce Cassidy behind the bench, who was last in Boston. And then, of course, in Boston, we've got Jim Montgomery, who most recently before that was coach of the Dallas Stars. That's very incestuous. It is incestuous. And, and Bonus was also coach of Boston way back in the day, too. I mean, they've all coached each other's teams. Well, boys. Experience <laughs> matters, guys. It does. And the mustache is awarded to... Jim Montgomery. Well done, Jim. Next, we got to talk about goaltending boys. There's a lot of candidates this season. Yeah, it's a wide open race. Uh, you could make a case for probably six, seven guys on this list, but we've narrowed it down a little bit for you. Yeah, this is, was definitely the toughest one when we were talking about it. Uh, why don't we start um, at the top with the Boston Bruins? I mean, Linus Allmark, he has been off to an absolutely dynamite start. What a first half. He's 21 one and one with a GAA of 1.86 and leading the league in safe percentage with a 939. Just incredible. You can't get better numbers than those. That's that's remarkable. Um, I want to make a case for Ilya Sorokin, who is not on a very good hockey team, but he's dragging them into the playoff fight. He's got a 924 save percentage, 235 GAA. The record 14 and 13, not great, but that's not really his fault. The Islanders are not a great team. Um, but he gives them a chance every single night. That's true. I guess Allmark is aided by having such a great team in front of him. For sure. For sure. However, Jeremy Swayman's numbers aren't that good. That's true. Swayman's a 900 save percentage. So, I mean, we have to give Allmark some credit for sure. And John, what about Connor Hallibuck from your Winnipeg Jets, man? He's been a workhorse. He's back. Yes, he is definitely back. I mean, we're saying Allmark has 21 wins. Hellebuck is just behind him with 20 wins. Uh, 928 save percentage, and he's got the three shutouts there, so that gives him a little bit of an edge over Allmark. And obviously the Jets have been good, but they have not been nearly as good as the Boston Bruins. Now, we've already talked about some of the rookie goaltenders. Uh, are you guys a little surprised, though, on this list um, about Vasilevsky and Shesterkin, man? They've just, they've been good, right? Oh, no, they're both they're both solid. I mean, Shesterkin's got a 916, Vasilevsky 919. They're both, you know, they have winning records. They're they're both playing well, but there's they're just not quite at their usual level. What they could get there by the time the playoffs kick off. So yes, I could totally see by the end of the season those guys being right in this conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. They're still elite, I would say. Even Jake Ottinger's played pretty well. Yeah, no, he's picked up right where he left off last season in the playoffs. Uh, one of the best young goalies in the game, so he could get into that conversation as well at some point. Okay, and the mustache goes to. Linus Ulmark cannot deny those numbers. They're just yeah. too good. And he's been one of the driving forces behind this great season yep. by the Boston Bruins so far. L- Linus uh, has been the Bruins uh, security blanket. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's really making his Ulmark this season. Wow. Kitty likes that one too. All right. Well, uh, what is up next here? Well, I think we should do the defenseman award, but guys, I got to keep her going here, man. I don't want to be late for this thing. Okay. Okay. Keep, fine. keep her going here. Man. All right. Um, well, defenseman, right? We're doing a defenseman. Yes. Well, if we're talking about nominees, how about Eric Carlson Absolutely. from the San Jose Sharks? Absolutely. Turning back the clock. Yeah. I mean, this dude, he is on pace for like 110 points, <laughs> which is unbelievable. He's leading the league in goals and assists and, of course, points as well. Uh, on the power play, he's been dynamite. He's been pretty good defensively, too. And on a really bad San Jose Sharks team, quite unbelievable for Eric Carlson. 
yeah, I can't wait to see if he can actually do it and get a hundred. Uh, Yossi flirted with the mark last year. He wasn't able to do it. Uh, I'm not sure if Carlson can hang on to this pace, but we'll see. Well, the Sharks could also flip a few players to the deadline and weaken the roster, so that could hurt his chances. But it's just great to see him healthy again. You know, one of the best defensemen of his generation is back. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's nice to see the Winnipeg Jets popping up so much today. But we got to talk about Josh Morrissey. He's been off to an excellent first half. Yes, we do. I mean, Josh Morrissey, is, I, I always thought of him as a good two-way defenseman. But his offensive game this year has exploded. 46 points in 39 games. That's incredible. It's already smashed his career high which was 37 points for an entire season so this is this is crazy i I would not have believed those numbers i would have said oh that's a good year he had this season these are his mid-season numbers yeah it's unbelievable who else should be in this conversation rasmus dahlin has arrived we all knew he had the pedigree he showed flashes early in his career but he is full-on now one of the best defensemen in the game Buffalo Sabres have only played 36 games so far dahlin has 44 points already fresh off a five-point performance he looks dominant out there. And the Buffalo Sabres are one of the most exciting teams in the league right now. He's yes. a big part of that. Yeah, they are pretty fun to watch. You know, we're not mentioning Adam Fox or uh, Kale McCarr. I mean, two former uh, Norris Trophy winners. Um, but they're they're still right in the race. I mean, by the end of the season, they could overtake some of these names. Oh, I could easily see it. Both yeah. those guys are so talented. Now, lots of great defensemen in the league right now. It's part of why the offense is, is up right now. I think these guys that can really be that extra layer of attack. And the winner... Of the Rod Langwing mustache goes to Eric Carlson. Congratulations, Eric. He's already got a bit of a mustache going on. He's got a great mustache already, so we can add that to the collection. Let's move on to the MVP, the best forward in the league. Well, the best player in the league, I think, right? Could be a forward, and I think it's pretty obvious who we're talking about here. Connor McDavid. I mean, it is unbelievable what this guy's doing. He's flirting with 150 points if he can keep up this pace. He's leading the league in goals and assists and, of course, points as well. Um, I mean, what has not been said about this guy? It's hard It's hard to find words. He is amazing. Every time he's on the ice, it's electrifying. Yeah, 75 points in 40 games. This guy is on another level. Do we even have to keep talking about other, like he's going to win, but do we want to put a few more candidates out <laughs> well, there? Well, sure. His sure. teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, is second in league scoring at the halfway mark. Yeah, it always seems to be this way. Um, anybody who's not on the Edmonton Oilers? How about Tage Thompson? Ah, your Buffalo Sabres, Mark. Well, you have to talk about this guy. And, you know, a lot of people saw the contract that he got in the offseason, big eight-year extension, and thought, really, Buffalo? For this guy, like he he was coming off a great year, 38 goals. Uh, this season, he has 31 goals through 37 games, 56 points, third in the league in scoring. He looks unstoppable out there. He's so big, but has yeah. such good hands and finesse around the net. Uh, yeah, I he's one of the best players in the game right now. I would also mention uh, Jason Robertson for sure from the uh, Dallas Stars. This guy is electrifying as well. I don't think the the Stars would be where they are right now without him. Yes. What a value they got on his contract. He had that holdout that almost bled into the season, and uh, they did come to a settlement. He is an absolute bargain. Yeah, he's so fun to watch as well. Anybody else we want to throw in there? Well, we got to talk about Alexander Ovechkin, sure. right? I mean, the Washington Capitals had so many injuries at the beginning of the year. They had a tough first quarter, uh, but their second quarter, they were actually very good. Well, he's a man on a mission. He wants Gretzky's goal record, and he is on pace here for nearly 60 goals. The ageless wonder, he just keeps doing it year after year after year after year. Yeah, it really is something to behold. You know, I I don't think there's too much question as to whether or not he's the greatest goal scorer of all time um, to do it at this age. So impressive. But without further ado, the mustache goes to... 
McDavid. Connor McDavid, Again. of course. Yeah. Good job, Connor. Yep. Well, guys, I don't think we have a time to do the uh, Rod Langway do defensive <laughs> defensive award. The Rod award. Langway award is our thing. I know, but I have, go. I have to go. That's ridiculous. What do you mean? You'll be late for the wedding. It's you the can be a Rod little late. Wanted it. You know what? The defensive defense what? award. Maybe you guys should come with me. What? Do you guys want to come with me? Let's mean? announce the award at the wedding. Really? Actually, that would save us some cash. Yeah, yeah. They got a free microphone set up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could shut all this gear down, save some power. Okay. Okay. Let's cool. do it. Let's do it. All right. Grab the cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi, hello? Hi there. Uh, listen, I, I'm Jeff, and I just wanted to say congratulations to Ashley and Jamie on their wedding. Uh, this is a really great day today. And I'm actually here with a couple of my friends from the, the podcast, the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. This is John. Yeah, uh, hi everybody. C- uh, congratulations, of course. Uh, Sorry about the punch thing earlier. That was. And this is my other uh, host, my buddy Mark here. A beautiful ceremony. Uh, happy to be here. And again, my apologies about what happened with the cake. I thought it was up for grabs. Uh, didn't realize that. Anyway, don't that worry about good, it. Good cake, though. Good. Yeah, yeah really good. We, we actually just flew in from Taipei and boy, are our arms tired. Okay, uh, tough crowd here. Uh, I brought my cat. This is my cat, everyone. <laughs> And the nominees for the Rod Langway Award for the best defensive defenseman are. Uh, Stop me. Hurry up. Okay. Um, uh, Jonas Siegenthaler from the New Jersey Devils. Pretty pretty good year this year so far. And next up, Adam Larson from the Seattle Kraken. Mark. And Jacob Slavin from the Carolina Hurricanes. He's got pretty long arms. And the mustache uh, will go to Adam Larson, everybody. Adam Larson. Seattle Kraken, sort of newish team. Having a great year, guys. Not a lot of love love here. Adam Larson. You suck. Yeah, we're almost done. Just wait. Um. How about, let's hear it for my cat. You people, so fickle. This cat knows nothing about hockey. Hey, hey, it's true. The cat doesn't know a thing about hockey. I think they're turning on this guy. Yes, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Grab the cat. It's a nice day for a white wedding. It's a nice day to start again. And we've returned. We're back. Back in the studio. That was Billy Idol. White Wedding, released in 1982. 
Yeah, that was a little touch and go getting out of there, eh? Uh, whew. A great idea, Jeff. <laughs> We're always going to listen to you when you come up with these stupid harebrained schemes from now on. Saved us some cash, though. Yeah, that cake was delicious, too. Hmm. Well, at least they like the cat. Yeah, no kidding. Where is the cat? Oh, he's, I think he's just taking a nap in the green room on the sofa there. That's a big day for him. Yeah, big day. Big day. He's been running around a lot. So what's up next? Well, it's everyone's favorite segment. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. Yes, this is everyone's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commish. You can get your questions in last minute. Send us a tweet at Rod Langway Fan Club or an email at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com. What do we have here? Looks like we've got an email here from Scuba Steve from, ooh, Krabi, Thailand. I've actually oh. been there before. Cool. Anyway, uh, he asks, what did you guys think about the 2023 World Junior Championships? Well, thanks for the email, Steve. I thought it was excellent. What a great tournament it was this year. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, on the East Coast, where my where my folks live, uh, Halifax and Moncton got the games, and I think they did a fine job of hosting an, an excellent tournament. Yeah, I love that small town feel that you get in some of these, you know, non-NHL cities. People are really geared up for the tournament and it's just electric the entire time. And the big story this year, Connor Bedard, guy, 17 years old, and he was a monster out there. Another Connor is going to be tearing the NHL to pieces very soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, as a Montreal fan, I hope that we finish very low in the standings because I want a piece of this kid. He looks incredible. He was dominant. You don't often see 17-year-olds dominate a tournament like this. Yeah, it was pretty special. I mean, he's he's got the whole package. He, he can skate pretty well. Good vision. Amazing shot. And yeah, I mean, he was their, their most dominant player out there. And a pretty good tournament for, for Czechia, right? Yeah, it's nice to see them. Uh, you know, they were a a very strong team in the 90s and early 2000s, and then they've kind of tailed off recently. So hopefully this is a sign of things to come for them. It'd be nice to have more competitive hockey nations. And Canada was nice. You know, we lost that first game against them and to get some revenge in overtime. Yeah, Dylan Gunther with a sweet goal on a beautiful feed from Joshua Waugh. What a, what a way to end the game. And how about Stankoven? He had an excellent tournament, right? Stankoven? Yeah, like when my mom made tuna casserole surprise, pretty stank up and nobody, he was outstanding. Uh, another Dallas Stars prospect, this team seems to be just loaded with prospects. He's one of their best ones. Yeah, a bit of a shame, uh, you know, no rush at this tournament. I was really looking forward to seeing what Mishkov could do. You know, probably the, the second most highly touted prospect in the tournament. Didn't get to see him this time, unfortunately. Yeah, it sure is strange not having Russia at these tournaments. I was really happy with Shane Wright, you know. Uh, he was the captain of the team, and he played pretty well at the very end of the tournament. Underwhelming start, but a strong finish. Uh, that that backhand goal that he scored against the Americans in the semifinal, was that, that was dynamite. And Canada was blessed with some good goaltending in this tournament from Thomas Millich. Uh, he was standing on his head and at times was our best player on the ice, I thought. I love these guys that are undrafted. Uh, with the tournament and his performance, he really should get picked up by a team. Yeah, he's a little bit undersized, which is a lot, one of the reasons he was overlooked in the previous two drafts. But yeah, I mean, he's proven that he's at least worth a look at this point with a lot of teams that are starved for goaltending goal prospects. And when Canada lost that first game, it really created a firestorm. Uh, I mean, Canada just talking about the future of Canadian goaltending. Yeah, well, I mean, currently um, the bullpen of goaltenders for a potential team Canada, you know, it's not as deep. It's probably the shallowest it's been in, in recent memory. Who is the for best sure. Canadian goalie right now? 
currently the best goalie. I mean, you could make a case for Darcy Kemper, maybe. I think that maybe our best bet down the road is Carter Hart, who has looked pretty good this year when healthy. But yeah, there's not a lot of options. Not a lot. We've got Jari still, right? Logan Thompson. Flurry is still obviously in the NHL and is not too far removed from a Vesna trophy, but he's definitely getting up there in age. Yeah, I wonder what Canada can do to start developing more goaltenders. Yeah, something's going to have to change. They're going to have to put some more money into training programs and maybe... I don't know. It is really expensive too, right? I think a lot of parents don't want their kids to be goalies because that's the hockey equipment alone is going to run you twice as much as you would for regular hockey equipment. Yeah, I wonder who will be the next Carey Price. Yeah, well, we need somebody. I mean, for so many years, it was just a non-issue, right? When we had Patrick Law and Martin Brodeur and, and Carey Price. But now, yeah, it's a, it's a little tougher. We start. We got to start developing these guys. It seems like all the kids just want to be like Connor McDavid, be a flashy goal scorer. But, uh, you know, if you don't have a dynamite goalie, it's going to be a little more difficult for our teams to win no matter how good offensively they are. Okay, anything else there? Uh, just looking through some of the snail mail here. Uh, we got a letter about uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, goal, goal record well, we, we already kind of talked about him earlier, didn't we? We did. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. He you know, broke Gordie Howe's record. That is amazing. Yeah. He's number two now. Yeah, to pass uh, Mr. Hockey is uh, an incredible feat. And we're probably about two years away, you'd say, from him uh, potentially breaking the record. Yeah, I mean, barring any catastrophe, it seems like it's probably a foregone conclusion. What is that sound? Oh, I think that's the cat. It's my cat. Let's let him in, man. Let's get him back on the show. I think he's ready to, to get back on here. He's already been a pretty prominent member of this show. Like, yeah. Is he going to be our fourth host or, you know? Well, I mean. John, I think we're going to have to put an end to this right now, man. What no do you more mean? cat, dude. I'm sorry, man. I he's mean, gen- I like your cat and everything, but no. He's generating a lot of buzz for the show. You saw the reception at the wedding there. Everyone loved him. Everyone was loving him. I, I just need, don't think it's going to work, We man. need clicks. We need eyeballs. We need views. We need we need listeners. We need to expand our base. This is the Instagram generation. Like you were saying, Mark, the Instagram generation. They love him. But we really want to give them what they want? I don't know. I'm not sure this is the way to do it. <sighs> well, we got to think of something here. All Anyways, right. is, there, is there another letter? No, there is not another letter, but we got a tweet here from Roger McRogerson. Clearly a fake name, but that's okay, Roger. Uh, he tweets... There's some momentum for an 84-game schedule. What do you guys think? Thanks for the question, Roger. Uh, Guys, I have to say, I don't like this idea at all. I know the NFL added games. Now hockey's trying to add games. They want to get more revenue. But come on, man. What about the records, man? It's just, to me, I don't like it. Yeah, I I agree with you, man. I mean, these records have stood for a long time. They're all based on the 82-game schedule. You change it to 84, and if you beat a record by a couple points, uh, you know, it's a little meaningless to me. I do have a bone to pick with the schedule, though. I don't like the fact that you have to play every single team twice. You don't like that? No, well, okay. Edmonton and Calgary, one of the best rivalries in the league, right? Yeah. They're done for the year. We're in early January. They're not going to play again. They had three games this this year. Three games together. That's insane. Yeah, I think the idea is you're going to be playing uh, your division rivalry with these extra games. Sure, but if you could accomplish that goal by just going back to the old system where you play non-conference opponents once per year, alternating years. So one year, you're the host. The next year, you're the visitor. I think that's fine. But what about, you know, teams, Connor McDavid is such a draw, and then certain teams won't, will only see Connor McDavid once a year, maybe on the road. And it's an even hotter ticket because he only comes to town once every two years. I mean, there are enough great players in the league right now that I just don't think that argument holds much water. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see both sides of it. I, I did enjoy during COVID when we had, the, you know, the Canadian division, just, just seeing the, the same teams play each other over and over again and build up that rivalry. It was pretty cool. I, I guess, you know, I could see how having more interdivisional games would be fun. 
Yeah, plus just financially speaking, if you're thinking about money, travel-wise, it makes sense too. Makes sense for the environment, less of a carbon footprint. You're not making as many cross-country journeys. So I really think that's the way to go. But yeah, of course, 84 games, more money. It's always about money. Yeah, well, speaking of uh, carbon footprint and energy, man, uh, I'm just going to switch this light off here. I think we, you know, we got to shut it shut it down. Especially if we're not, if we're not doing the cat thing, man, I don't know how we're going to make this podcast What are you work. talking about, man? Well, you saw the bills. These bills are still unpaid. Well, what can studio? we do? What can we do? I don't know, man. I, you know, I got a couple ideas. Why don't, why don't we wrap up the show and we can we can figure a couple things out? You got some ideas? Yeah, well, like a gambling website, maybe tattoo on your forehead or something. Well, okay. Mark, why don't, or Jeff, send us off here. All right. Well, listen, yeah. everybody. Thanks for listening, and we will be back after the trade deadline. Yep. Well, we're going to do a recap of all the big trades, and I think there's going to be a bunch of them. Oh, one of my favorite times of the year. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and I hope you had yourselves a time. Yeah, so listen, um, there's this place just across the street, Forest of Literature. I know where they keep the cash. There's a cash box. I know, yeah. Okay, so, I don't know. Like, how much are you into the podcast? What do you Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time, time. Hope, hope you had, hope, hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I hope you had, hope, yourselves a time. Hope, time, time. Hope you had, hope you had, hope you had the time, time. Hope you had, you had yourselves a time. Hope you had, you had, it's all the time, hope, time, hope.